the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 60, the answer. And we're on. We're doing a show. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We're on 860 AM and 970 FM and uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube and uh, I don't know, a few other places. I tried to see myself on my own website, but I couldn't get it to come up. Ken, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to call the Wix people and get them on the. You know, Wix is the uh, hosting site. You know, you can build a website there. It's uh, kind of like uh, what's it? Uh, uh, Not sure. It? Where are you going at there uh, with with this one here? Yeah. Uh, at any rate, it's it's one of these sites that you can go to and and you can purchase a. A, a website and you can build it and work with it and um, kind of like the the free press thing only you got to pay for this and uh, any rate I got to work on that but before I forget um, I sent I sent Tony Gigli Giglarotti Giglarotti uh, yeah okay last last week's winner wasn't it week or yeah last week or the week before I can't remember at any rate. Um, I sent it to the address you gave me, and uh, it came back as uh, nobody's there by that name. So, Tony, if you're listening, call in sometime this morning and, and make sure we've got your correct address so that we can get those mugs out to you, buddy. Absolutely, yes. Now, I'm, I'm really upset. About what? Patients, well, one of my patients who, uh, he, he's a good guy. His wife is, I call her, I call her Dr. Rizzo because <laughs> she's always countermanding my orders and so i'll start him on a medication and then she reads on the internet and she decides that's not good for him and she stops it (laughs) so i had put i had put him on um, uh, an sglt2 inhibitor which is a new class of drugs uh you probably have heard of farziga and jardians you know they're advertising that on tv now Uh, and at any rate what these do is they were originally uh used for diabetes and then we discovered they also had beneficial effects for heart failure and heart disease now, the way they work is they block the reuptake of, of sugar glucose and salt sodium in the kidneys so you pee it out and as you pee it out you of course lower your calorie intake and so you lower your hemoglobin a1c which is the look back uh, as to how your diabetes and your sugar has been doing over the past four to six weeks. So the way that test works, Ken, is uh, we look at how much sugar is attached to your red blood cells. So the higher your sugar level, the more it will stick to the red blood cell membranes. And uh, so that's what we call the hemoglobin A1C. Any rate, so she went out to Sam's Club to pick up her prescription for Jardians, which I had started not for diabetes in him, but for heart failure. And it's now approved for this uh, this medication that was originally a diabetic medication. It's now also approved for heart failure, kidney disease, uh, 
It has a, a bunch of effects that we don't really completely know about, but what we do know is it's a really great drug for things like congestive heart failure and for uh, kidney problems. It lowers the blood pressure in your kidneys, uh, as well as decreasing the blood pressure in your, in your total body system. Uh, you may not know this, Ken, but I'm going to share this with you. Most people think that your blood pressure is all the blood vessels in your body and that when you measure your blood pressure in your arm, uh, you're measuring the blood pressure in your heart and your lungs and your brain and your kidneys. Not true. Not true. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. So the lungs have their own little blood vessel system and they have a different blood pressure, which is much lower than in the system. And then the kidneys, they auto-regulate their own blood pressure uh, for the obvious reason that they have to let filtrate come through so they can take out the bad stuff and, and, and get it out through the kidneys and the bladder, right? So that they have their own little auto-regulatory mechanisms. And these SGLT2s help lower the blood pressure in the kidneys as well as get rid of salt and sugar. And, and that helps with heart failure and that helps with uh, all kinds of problems. So the, the two big ones that are in use now, any rate, are Farsiga and Jardians. Those are the two. And uh, Jardians has, uh, supposedly has a wider uh, application only because studies have, have been done that showed uh, that it does work in, in, in a number of, of disease processes. But Farsiga probably works as well. The studies just aren't out yet. Any rate, so she goes out to pick up her Jardian's prescription out at Sam's Club, and the pharmacist, and she's asking the pharmacist, uh, my little Dr. Rizzo, uh, if this is good or not. And the pharmacist says, "Oh, this is a very potent diabetic drug, and it shouldn't be used for anything else." <laughs> this is a pharmacist. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm. <laughs> and so I had to go <laughs> go online and show her, my little Dr. Rizzo, uh, that. that <laughs> that's also being used for heart failure. And I actually had gotten him out of heart failure and gotten him home and he was, he was doing really well. He's still doing okay. Uh, but then he went and saw another cardiologist who had done some work on him in the past and he started him on another drug. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, this is getting out of hand. We got too many chefs in the kitchen here. So I said, look, Dr. Rizzo, Dr. <laughs> Handelman says, <laughs> you do it my way. <laughs> and she's like, you're very patient with me. I said, yeah, yeah, I, I might beat you a bit. <laughs> but, you know, at any rate, so that's the story. How much of that do you run into in your practice with the uh, the Internet says statement? Oh, all the time, all the time, every other patient, oh. you know. Man. I read that there are side effects. Well, yeah, there's side effects to riding a bus for God's sake. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you're not going to die 99.99999% of the time. When you ride a bus, you're going to make it from where you're starting to where you're ending. So don't worry about it. <laughs> what about advertising? Is, is it, do you think it's a good thing that for a long time, because uh, pharmaceutical companies were not allowed to advertise, on television, then for about the last twenty years or so, they have been. Is it has it been a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think for the industry? I think it's been a, a good thing for the industry and for the public because uh, it's gotten a lot of information out in a hurry on uh, new and uh, groundbreaking drugs and therapies, and and I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, I 
personally learn a lot by just watching TV. Uh, when a new drug comes out, I'm, I'm not always aware of it because we don't have the reps coming in like we used to. They used to come in and bring food and trinkets and, you know, you'd get pens and paper pads and all that. And then the federal government said, oh, that's not good, that you're going to influence the doctors to use your drugs and and that would inter interfere with the competition of generics and nanny, nanny, nanny. And so the AMA, which is now basically a communist outfit, uh, you know, they're they're for the people and for the patients. They were originally for the doctors, but now we're we're just sort of dues paying people. But only about 10, 15 percent of the of the nation's doctors actually belong to the American Medical Association. That surprises me that we've, we've all had enough of it. We don't. We're not interested in being part of a communist organization. They do do good things, like they publish the uh, the codes for uh, diseases and procedures, so that the billing can be done. And you know, they they have some good functions, but they're also the the new uh, the new ethics guidelines they came out with basically say, uh, you know, the patient's right and you're wrong. And 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 I understand that because the customer is always right. Well, no, 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 not in your business. Well, not in my business, and that's why you have to be a little bit sneaky and kind of. It's kind of like um, trying to catch a fox, you know. You got <laughs> to sneak up on them, and and, uh, <laughs> and you do a lot of salesmanship when you're a doctor. You know, it's it's this is going to work, and I want you to try this. And if it doesn't work, you can stop it and call me right away. And uh, and then they come in and they say, "Well, I took that." And I took this too, and then I had this happen, and I think it's from that. And, and I'm like, let's check. And I say, no, the rash is from this drug here, not from the new one that I gave you. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you know, that's why I'm here. <laughs> you sometimes feel like you're dealing with a bunch of children? Well, I, I think under stress we all regress. And, and I think that when, when we come into a doctor's office, most of us uh, – do revert somewhat because although I'm not your parent, I do perform a parenting function. So in society, there are a few professions that you actually act as, uh, you do parenting functions like medicine, police work, law. I mean, it's it's a different, different emotional setting when you walk in and sit down with a doctor. I mean, you're revealing so much intimate uh, knowledge about yourself and undressing, uh, telling your 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 problems and and you know you end up hearing a lot of personal as well as healthcare problems and people are depressed and and by the way this is a big uh, quality measure for for Medicare doctors who are getting money from Medicare now we're supposed to do a really in-depth screening on everybody once a year for depression all of our Medicare patients well so that makes it, sense I mean that's healthcare so yeah and and so people do uh, become more childlike and uh, you know some want to just let you do everything and others want to argue with you as you know kids are i mean some kids argue <laughs> with their fathers and some want to do what daddy wants and some are just like oh whatever you know so we see a little bit of everything and and we have to uh, consider the the patient's personality and work with it and I, I tell my friends, they say, what's it like? I said, well, after 45 years, I can walk in a room and in, in five sentences, I can pretty much tell you what your personality is, which is kind of scary, but. No kidding. <laughs> any rate, so these drugs, uh, the, the there's, I think, five of them on the market now. Ivocana, Invocamet, Farsiga, 
Zigduo, XR, Jardians, and Glyzambi. The two that are really hot right now are Farsiga and Jardians, and Jardians got a little, little more positive press, so that's pretty much what everybody's using. But these are the SGLT2 drugs. They were originally formulated for diabetes, but can they work for heart failure? They work for kidney disease. They they in, uh, they increase your vascular health. They they have a number of of very positive functions. They make you lose weight. Did you know that? No, but I'll take two. Yeah, and uh, there are some people that are actually using these drugs for weight loss. So that's well, that's pretty... that's what we need in this country. Well, we yeah, that and less food. Well, yeah, but for those who are seriously obese, you would think that they would uh, treasure problem, something like that. The problem is, is when you get 350, 400 pounds, if you lose 200 pounds, you know, you have a lot of skin that is just drooping. And, and a lot of people just, they don't want to lose weight once they get that heavy because they know they're going to have all this uh, sagging uh, skin hanging over. And it, it becomes not only unsightly, but it's also difficult to keep clean and you you got a lot of sweating and you get rashes and you know it's it's not an easy thing to do so i understand that once people get to a certain size that they're reluctant to to lose weight for a number of reasons you know there one guy came in i said i said you know there's not much i can do uh, about your your eating because you enjoy it and he says you know doc i just i like the feel of food rolling around in my mouth and you can't break that, Ken. You cannot. It's like smoking. You know, if you like to smoke, nobody's going to get you to quit. That's for sure. Enjoy, that's for sure. At any yeah. rate, enough medicine for now. <laughs> okay. I'm getting bored. <laughs> what else is on your mind, Doc? So, did you hear about the electric cars that are that caught fire after the Hurricane Ian? Ian? Yeah, down. Yeah, I heard several of them. Yeah, in the garages, they got wet, and I guess the batteries shorted. <laughs> they burnt the houses down. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. So um, if you have an electric vehicle and there's a hurricane coming your way, park it on high ground. Yes, that, that, that's the moral of the story. Exactly. That's the moral of the story. That is the moral <laughs> right there, but I'm telling you. So did you hear President Xi got another term, another five-year term? Of course he did. And Was, was there he, any question that was going to happen? Uh, no, there was no question, but uh, uh, ex-leader Jintao was escorted from the stage at the closing ceremony. So this doddering little old man who was Chi's predecessor, two guys came in and picked him up and and escorted him right off the stage. They say why? Anybody said why? Well, I, I'm guessing that it was a symbolic way of Chi saying. So long? It's mine now. Bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> been nice to know you. Don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, and and so then uh, he had two of his compadres that are that were uh, elected to the inner circle or whatever, and then two that were booted, uh, Lee and Wang, were not elected back to the Central Committee because they're not close allies of his. So he's sort of packing the the court like we do here, you know. Well, sure. So, Putin has his inner circle. They all do that. Everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. And but you know, in China, if if you're not in that inner circle, or if you were in the inner circle and you get the boot, I I don't know what happens to you then. <laughs> Good point. Do you do you get to continue living, or do you go go no, home? No, it's not North Korea. I think you get to continue living. Just don't you cause any more trouble. 
All right, that, that's a good thing. So at any rate, so uh, I guess Chi, his big thing is he wants to increase the chip industry. He wants to um, increase the military spending. And I guess he's got a whole bunch of plans to make China the preeminent power on the planet. They got a ways to go, though. Uh, they had a long ways to go, especially militarily. Yeah, they've got a long ways to go. And I mean, if you look at just look at what's happening in the Ukraine with the Russian army, which was supposed to be a really good army, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not impressed. I never was. Um, the Chinese have got to be standing there and saying, hmm, this is the Ukraine. This little country is kicking the crap out of the Russians and uh, using American weaponry. And our weaponry is about the same level as the Russians. So. And my friends from India, they say that the uh, the uh, the Russian fighters that they bought, you know, the MiGs, the MiG twenty eights, that they crashed frequently. <laughs> so they'd all make bets on how long this fighter would stay. Up oh man, that's pretty sad. It is. Yeah. It? Well, I was reading an article just the other day that the reason the U.S. would prevail, they think, in a war with China and with Russia, for that matter, is because those countries do not train. They do not spend their resources on training. Well, we do that constantly. Yeah, and I think that we, our special ops people are also uh, uh, at a higher level. Uh, British special ops are at a higher level uh, because they do so much training and, and there's so much competition too. I mean, they even have games between the, the uh, Green Berets and the SEALs and the whatever the Air Force's uh, special ops people are. I, I had a patient in the office who was a special ops guy for the Air Force. I said, what do you guys need special ops for? He said, we go in and we extract pilots who are down behind the enemy lines. Uh -huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He said, yeah, we train with the SEALs and we train um, just as much as they do. I said, that's pretty neat. I did not know that, Ken. Neither did I, but somebody's got to get them. So, yeah. Somebody's got to go pick them up. Absolutely. And also here, I was reading the same article. We were talking about um, that they just don't train as well as we do, and uh, they don't have the resources to put into those uh, training exercises. So when we meet, they and, – and also the, they have a top-down command, both countries. So oh, yeah. It kind of – everything kind of goes to a, a standstill if there's trouble, whereas U.S. soldiers will start improvising. Yep, that's the same thing that happened in World War II – the German soldiers, they wouldn't move without an order. And the generals wouldn't move without an order from Hitler. So, so everybody, Hitler said, everybody stopped, yeah. Yeah, Hitler said, oh, the invasion can't be happening at at, uh, at Normandy. It's got to be at Cherbourg because it's closer. And so for several hours, nobody would even wake him up to say, hey, they're, they're in Normandy. And and even after they told him, he said, well, don't commit all the, our resources to Normandy because they're probably having a second invasion at Cherbourg. Whoops, that didn't work so well, did it? No, but the, this and, top, the top-down structure doesn't work. And the guys, yeah, and we saw that in Vietnam where, where the Pentagon called every shot. And I told you about my ex-brother-in-law who was a captain in the, in the Army, and they sat and watched. The, they were in the northern part near the DMZ, and they sat and watched the Tet Offensive set up. And they were saying to their CO, we got to go out there and get these guys. They're going to start lobbing shells at us. And the CEO said, I can't. Washington says, we can't. Well, you know what? If we go into an all-out war again, 
we're going to have to cut that kind of crap out because it doesn't work. Well, I think we kind of did with the first desert storm. Yeah, I think we said, go get them, boys. Yeah, you, you just, we're going to stay out of it here in Washington. You guys just go do what you got to do. Yeah. Yep. You know, the, and, and I'll say one thing for Franklin Roosevelt. He was smart in that he gave his commanders, and most of them were, were Republicans, and he gave them uh, a lot of free reign. He said, here's the objective. We're going to take Italy first and, uh, and North Africa and then Italy. And, and then he said, you guys figure out how to do it. And uh, that's the way you do it. That's what they're trained for. Exactly. That's what they're trained for. You know, it's like me trying to tell the x-ray tech who's done it for 20 years how to do their job. It's like that pharmacist trying to tell me how to do my job. <laughs> you know, all she got to do is read Pharmacy Times and, and she'll see that what the indications are. It's all over. It's plastered all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to the State Board of Pharmacy. I think I'll do that. Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Hey, speaking of, of health care, did you see there these two nurses at Dallas Methodist Hospital on the on the uh, baby ward were killed, shot dead yesterday by some crazy gunman? I hadn't heard where it was. I knew it was at a hospital, but I hadn't heard it was in the maternity ward there. Yeah, and I don't know what he was upset about, but uh, apparently his name's Nestor Hernandez. Ken, I'm wondering, is there uh, is there more crime? I, I don't know for sure, but is there more crime in the black and Hispanic community than the white community? The European extracts? I don't know. Is that? It seems like we're seeing a lot of, of Hispanic and black names coming up. Yes, we are. And I would have to agree with you 100% on that one, Doc. And, you know, we need to somehow figure out how to help uh, these subpopulations uh, get out of this uh, this mold of, of uh, crime and violence and poverty and whatever. Without, think, break, without breaking the budget. Yeah, well, I think that actually the black Americans have come a long, long way. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of black doctors now. There's, uh, you know, black lawyers or there's a, a black president. Well, he was half and half, but he says he's black. I kind of like the uh, the other half myself, but. That's just my prejudice. <laughs> but you're right. No, you're you're absolutely right. So, you know, it and, can be done. And and we're mishmash. Come on, we're a mishmash. Well, yeah. Give us your huddled masses. You know. Yeah, I'm huddling. I huddle whenever I can. I do too. Um, oh, this is a good one. You're going to love this. And then we'll get. I think we're getting close to a break. But so uh, these two guys, they go to pick up their daughter at uh, a school in, in Georgia. The same daughter. <laughs> so these two guys, they go there and they're like, I'm here to get my daughter and take her out early. And so the, you know, the principal's looking and say, wait a minute, how can she have two fathers? And so then they look at each other and say, I'm her father. No, I'm her father. So they're going to get into it. So they separate them. They call the mother. She starts screaming. Oh my God. Because she told both of them they were fathers, so she'd get, I guess, double child support. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, who are you? What do you mean? I'm her dad. No, I'm her dad. And so uh, they had to get the mother there. And uh, I guess the mother, I, I think she probably had to go to jail or something. And she was screaming and crying. And and, uh, <laughs> and the daughter, grandma, came and got the daughter. But you got to love it. 
You cannot make this stuff. <laughs> I up. know. It's crazy. Whole world's gone crazy, Doc. Well, I, th- I, th- I think it's a good idea on the mother's part to try and get as much as she can out of her, her boyfriends, but, uh, you know, you got to be a little bit smart about it. Pick one. Get- Just pick one, lady. Well, you, what what you could do is you could have the kid go to school in one uh, in one elementary one day, and then another elementary <laughs> another day, and then that way you can kind of keep them separate and say, "Well, um, Jimmy, can you go pick up Pootsie Coo, <laughs> Marshall yeah. Thurgood Elementary?" You tell, you tell young Billy that on Tuesdays and Thursdays your last name is Smith, and on Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, and Friday your last name is uh, Marcelloni. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then you can have the fathers. Your day is, uh, honey. You pick them up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Honey, you pick them up Tuesday and Thursday. And and then you tell the you know each other, I'll get them on Tuesday and Thursday, or I'll get them on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> hey, Doc, we got time to do a question. What do you think? You up for a question? Let's do a question. Let's do a question. Let's stack it to Doctor Bill. Your Radio MD coffee mugs up for grabs at eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. To the first person who correctly answers the following question. It's a simple yes or no, pretty much. Does the doc approve of pharmaceutical companies advertising their drugs on TV? Does he approve or disapprove? That is today's question. First person on the line with the correct answer wins to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. You ready for a little break, doc? I am ready, buddy. Let's get out of here. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Russia's military leadership has pulled its officers in the Russian annex city of Kherson across the Dnieper River in anticipation of an advance of Ukrainian troops. That's according to the Institute for the Study of War think tank, which says the delay of the Ukrainian counteroffensive as the Russians complete their retreat. Moscow has left newly mobilized but very inexperienced troops on the front line. And telephone call after, uh, uh, I should say, President Xi Jinping, China's most powerful leader in decades, increased his dominance today. He was named to another term as head of the ruling Communist Party to break with the tradition as previous uh, the rulers all left after 10 years. He's going to be staying. And the Biden administration admits a surge in migration has led to a record high of illegal immigrant crossings in September. This is SRN News. I am AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, Dunedin, by downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 
When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Today we'll have plenty of sunshine with a high 77. Tonight clear and cool with a low 58. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high 83. Tomorrow night clear with a low 63. Sunday mostly sunny with a high 84. Playing with confidence, download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Garrett Beck for AM 860, The Answer. And we're back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I got Ken with me. You still there, buddy? I sure am, Doc. And we've got a winner. We got a winner. Who we got? We have Craig Monkey McWilliams of Pinellas Park. McWilliams. All right. Craig Monkey McWilliams of Pinellas, Pinellas Park was the winner. Knew that uh, you do indeed approve of advertising of the uh, pharmaceuticals that we see all the time on television. Well, Craig, we love you, buddy. Thanks for listening. And, uh, Congratulations. We'll get those mugs out to you this week. And also, Tony Gigli-Rodi, don't forget to call in and give us the right address. I left him a message on his phone, but I haven't heard back from him. Hmm. Unusual that they wouldn't want their Dr. Bill mugs. They're free. I know, and they're great. They're they're, they're sturdy mugs. They're sturdy mugs, and they're, they're beautiful. And guess who's using those mugs now? I saw on Fox News. The exact same mug, only they've got, you know, they're they're blue with the uh, white Fox News lettering on it. So apparently, I've started something around the nation again. <laughs> once You're again, trendsetter. That's right. I am a trendsetter, baby. <laughs> I'm leading everything. Oh, by the way, did you hear about Liz Truss? You know, the British Prime Minister, the former British Prime Minister. Well, she's not out yet. Oh, she's- I thought she left already. I thought she just packed up and left. No, they, they, they won't let him do that. At any rate, so she's resigned, and uh, one of the newspapers uh, said Liz Truss uh, said she'll last about as long as a head of lettuce. She, she'll have the shelf life of a, <laughs> a head of lettuce. <laughs> and uh, she's the shortest-serving prime minister. The second shortest was George Canning in 1827, and he died in office, so we can't really count him. But apparently she lost the uh, the – the confidence of the party when she said that she was going to lower taxes and raise benefits. And so the, the markets crashed, you know, the pound crashed and uh, the central bank had to come in and she had to backtrack on, on lowering taxes. And 
And it was also a, a, a lowering of taxes on the so-called rich or wealthy, um, probably to try to stimulate a trickle-down effect like Reagan did. But, uh, you know, that doesn't go over with the English. They're, they're very socialistic. So, at any rate. Yeah, they want their free medicine, so don't mess with that. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, I don't know how good it is, but. Uh, but it's free, sort of. But you're, but you're paying taxes through the nose, so it's not it's really free. free. Yeah, it's it's everything's free until you look at your your net income after taxes. Right, exactly. But you know, a lot of people that can they don't even realize uh, what's being withheld from their check. You know that? I mean, it, it really amazes me when I talk to people and I say, "Do you know what this is being withheld from your check for?" No. Do you know how much is going to be withheld? No, I really don't. I'm just wait and see what I get back at the end of the year and my refund. I said, well, all right. That's they don't know. And they, they don't know. That, no, they don't. And they think Social Security and Medicare, they think that's a tax. I said, no, that's an insurance plan. That's a trust fund. That's not a tax. And you're not going to get that back until you die or retire. I don't even think they give it to you when you die. Do you get a burial plan or anything? I think you get like 200 bucks. Get to, there that you go. Put you in a hefty bag. <laughs> there you go. Oh, did you hear the latest now? Yeah. Now we're we're not supposed to cremate anymore. We're wow. not supposed to embalm or use up land to bury people. Now we're going to be recycled. So they've somebody's created these barrels with with bacteria that will break you down quicker and oh, good. You know, straw and other stuff in it and they, they push air into it to help the breakdown process and I guess they're gonna compost us. Oh but, good. Oh just delightful, Doc. Thank you. <laughs> Can you believe it? That is the latest trend. Is I want to be I want to be shot to another planet. Can we arrange that? You can call Elon and ask him. Elon, that's the guy to talk to. You right? He's the man. So at any rate, Liz Truss is is uh, heading out now. She had beat out a guy named Rishi Sunak, who is with that name, of course, he's of uh, uh, South Indian or Southern Asian. Indian subcontinent descent, but he was born and raised in, in the United Kingdom. His parents emigrated to Africa, as a lot of uh, Indians did uh, over the decades uh, in, in prior years. And then when the upheaval in, sub, uh, in sub-Saharan Africa occurred, um, especially in Zimbabwe, a lot of people left and they went to the United Kingdom, uh, which is, some came to the United States, but uh, a lot went to the United Kingdom because they had uh, you know, the passport that would get them into any any Commonwealth country. Commonwealth was Great Britain and all of her children, except for the United States. We kind of got dad mad at it. <laughs> 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 he wouldn't let us come back in. <laughs> anyway, Rishi is, uh, he had actually beat Liz in the in the uh, inner circle vote, you know, the, the prime ministers. So the way it works in England, Ken, is, is, the party that has the power gets to decide who their prime minister is going to be for the country. So the prime minister is not elected by popular vote by the people. The prime minister is elected by the party in power. So the, the head man uh, or woman will be the person uh, if they get the, enough votes from the party. And it's a multiple step process where there's a nomination committee and then there's a vote within parliament itself, and then it goes to the larger party members. So, you know, the Republicans in the Senate, if it were in the United States, would vote for their 
their man or woman. Uh, and then that would go to all the Republicans in the country who were active, and they'd get to vote on that. So this is not a popular vote. This is a, a party vote. And so Rishi had actually won the first round in Parliament. Uh, the, the members of Parliament who were the conservative uh, members had voted that they wanted him. But then in the larger party membership, uh, he lost out. And I think there were three or four people that were running. But it looks like he's going to get it. Uh, Boris Johnson's talking about coming back. And I kind of like Boris. I like his hairdo. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He always he, looked like he just got out of bed. Yes, he did. And uh, kind of a cute, chubby little guy uh, <laughs> with that weird hair. I want and, Winston Churchill to come back. Where is he anyway? I haven't seen him for a long time. But... He, he hadn't been around lately. How, how many times was he prime minister? Like at least twice, right? He was twice. Twice uh, okay. during the war, and then uh, in the 1950s for one one short term he was uh, there. But they wanted, uh, you know, they wanted socialism, and and they didn't want to hear about fighting the Russians. They wanted to be more like the Russians over there in England. You know, they wanted their free medicine and their free health care and their free retirement, and of course nothing's free. But well, that wasn't Winston. No, that wasn't his. No. He, he, that wasn't his shtick, so to speak. So uh, this guy Rishi, he's apparently is a smart guy, and uh, he's got another chance at winning the top job. And uh, and of course, all the guys at the lunch table from from India, they're all in favor of it, and I, I like it too. I think, but Boris was down in the Dominican Republic uh, vacationing, and he jumped on a plane and came flying home to see if he could get back into the fray. But the bookmakers are picking Rishi. Rishi Sunak. So he might be the next prime minister of Great Britain and uh, the conservative party. And uh, he apparently is a real smart guy. Uh, he's been in the cabinet and he's been in parliament and uh, he just has a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good credits to his name. And, and of course, a lot of the Indians that emigrated out of India to Great Britain and the United States and other parts of the world, they were the more intelligent, uh, better educated uh, people for the most part. You know, there were times when, like in the in the Caribbean where the Indians, uh, the less educated Indians were back in the 17th and 18th century, they were kind of tricked into coming over and working in, in the Caribbean. And basically they ended up doing a lot for very little. But uh, there's a big... Uh, a big bloodline in, in the South Caribbean of Indians who came over and, you know, now it's been hundreds of years and they're, they're, they're not, they don't identify as Indians anymore, but they have that bloodline in them, Ken. Mm -hmm. So Rishi might be our man, uh, but Boris is going to come back and we'll see who's got the better hairdo. <laughs> Has the pound recovered or is it still time for me to book a t trip to London? Um, you know, I think it's still down a little bit, but it has come back, and uh, I think you missed the big window. Ah, it was down almost 20 cents. Um, but still, you know, it's not a bad deal, even if it's uh, it's on par with the with the dollar. It's a lot better than it was 20 years ago when it was, um, you know, a, a, a dollar would buy you half a pound or a dollar 50 would buy you a whole pound, so you had you had a lot less spending power, but you know, you got to remember now things have plummeted in a lot of areas and other things have gone up. Their their inflation rate is higher than ours, Ken. 
So they're they're struggling mightily. And their gas prices have always been overtaxed. Oh, so they're ridiculous. You know. ridiculous. Because they tax the crap out of it. And uh, even though they've got British Petroleum, which is drilling all over that, that part of the world, uh, they still tax the crap out of it. Yeah, and I it's, guess it's, it's outrageous. <laughs> you know, if you live in a big city like New York or London, you, you, you probably don't need a car that much. Uh, but uh, for a lot of us who don't live in big cities and we don't have that kind of uh, rapid transit system, uh, you got to have a car or you're not going to get to work. But <clears throat> that, sir, is another problem. And I think that uh, what they're trying to do here in St. Petersburg, Florida, is put in more buses. And you know what, Ken? I don't see a whole lot of people riding the buses. And with all the crime that's going on in the subways, I I don't know that people, you're probably going to have a drop in ridership like in New York City on the subways. What do you think? Uh, Well, you know, when it comes to mass transit, rail and bus kind of go together. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a, a rail system, you almost have to have a pretty good bus system to get the people from the train station to their place of employment. Yep. And I'm not sure that St. Peter, even Tampa, can support a rail system like that. No, we don't have a big enough population, and there's not enough of a demand. That's right. You'll be, be uh, isn't it L.A., they have a subway system, but it runs empty most of the time? Yep. I think and it is L.A. LA and I mean, it, it, it's just not not worth it. And, you know, our buses over here in St. Pete, uh, uh, Pinellas County, they're about 90 percent empty most of the time. It's it's really just a, a it's just another way to support GM and Ford and uh, give uh, jobs to people and, uh, you know, make it look like the city's doing something. And and I even had a person on the show years ago who went in and filmed the uh, the uh, the bus committee meetings and you know they they'd be in there laughing about how much they're making and what they're getting and not doing anything and i was thinking <laughs> you know what if medicine crashes i might become a bus driver <laughs> probably get 60 grand a year in benefits and all you do is just drive around and look stupid <laughs> i can't see you doing the bus no i really can't no maybe not and I, I really can't see that no i'm getting too blind <laughs> <laughs> here's a good one you're going to love this there's a place here in st pete where you can go and you can get japanese uh, food and sushi and buy your cocaine too <laughs> so somebody got uh, a little side business going on there yeah yeah 40 year old high thon boy which i guess is uh that sounds like it's probably a vietnamese name he owned this restaurant on 34th street and it was called Oshi Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi on 34th. And, and they busted him because he was, he was selling cocaine, MDMA, ketamine, Adderall, and oxycodone <laughs> out of the back. You know, I, I'm sorry that I didn't get there before they closed it down. I could <laughs> sprinkle a little cocaine on your sushi. <laughs> the drugs weren't the only thing they found. There were oh. firearms and all kinds of really? things. Really? Oh, he was, a, he was a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, he was a bad guy. Yep. So, And there were a couple of... Uh, but how people. was the food? How was the... <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, th- well, I, I guess somebody has to do it. Mm. You know, we, we need these services. We, we need our street <laughs> dealers. 
And really, this is probably a cleaner and, and safer way to do it because on the street, you don't know if you're going to be taken advantage of because you may not be able to find the guy again. But you know where this guy that's, is. That's very true. And so you could probably uh, uh, hold him accountable. Yeah. But yeah. not now because he's in jail. <laughs> so, <laughs> Society holding him accountable now. So, yeah. Meanwhile, down in Miami, some guy from, from Cuba hijacked a, a little little junky looking uh, uh, plane from that was Russian made. It looks like it was a World War II vintage single engine. And he flew it to Miami and landed there. Way to go. <laughs> you go, boy. You go. <laughs> That's the way to do it. How many and planes so, get hijacked in the United States? So this was a single engine Antonov AN2 plane. And it looks like a box with wings on it. Honest to God, it does. And it looks like the engines, it looks like something off of an old DC-3, if anybody knows what that is. I'm afraid it wouldn't make it. Well, it was only a couple hundred miles. He probably could have gotten enough altitude. He could have coasted in, kicked a <laughs> few things out, you know. At any rate, he, he is, it's Ruben Martinez, nice nice Cuban boy. And he flew from Sancti Spiritus, Sancti Spiritus, which means sacred spirit, Cuba. And I guess he had it in him. He had that sacred spirit, 269 miles. Mm. Not bad. Is he a pilot? I mean, is he a pilot there? Is that is that why we're he was possible? I'll get back to you on that. Next week, uh, we're waiting for the official report from the National Transportation Safety Board. And uh, I'll, I'll be in contact with them this week, and I'll bring you back a full report. Must have been. In order to land in Miami, you'd have to have some pilot experience. Yeah, well, uh, he must have been able to at least communicate and say, hey, I'm coming in. Yeah, like, like it or not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They're like, yeah, why don't you go on uh, runway three from the north? <laughs> but I'm coming from the south. Only say it in Spanish. Well, we'll I would like to hear the rest of that story. We'll figure that out, and I'll get back to you yeah. on that. Now, north of us, north of us, Facebook's uh, getting into it with the Canadians. Did you know that? No. What, what are the Canadians doing that they don't like? The Canadian Parliament, they're, they want to pass a bill that says that Facebook has to reimburse local news stations if if they use any news that the local news stations are using. What? So they got into it. Facebook got into it with the Australians last year. And they shut down Facebook to parts of Australia and also to some of the companies in Australia. And, of course, the Australians backed down because there was such a public outcry. You know, you got to have your Facebook, Ken. Mm. So they said, well, you well, didn't. Why shouldn't they us. get paid? Why shouldn't these outlets get paid? Well, it depends on whether you're getting the news from the same sources. Now, if everybody's going to Reuters or uh, one of the other news services and – you just happen to wake up earlier than the guy at Facebook does. Does that mean the guy at Facebook is stealing it from your site? I don't think so. I mean, mm. United Press International, Associated Press, Reuters, these are big international news outlets. Now Al Jazeera, they do some, but all of these companies kind of uh, go back and forth, and some of the reporters actually work for multiple companies. They, they're freelancers, so to speak. So how do you track all this down and decide – Who's in charge of what? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. And so uh, Meta, which owns Facebook, they said, well, you know what? You didn't invite us to the hearings. You didn't want to hear from us. So guess what? You may not hear anything from us for a while. 
And so the now the legislation, the legislative committee that's looking at this for their parliament up there, you know, they're they're they take after mom and uh, they have a parliament and a prime minister and all that. They're going to take a second look because Facebook says, no problem. We just won't let you use Facebook in Canada. How do they do that, though? That's the question. How do they just turn off Facebook up? in Canada? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have some uh, real, uh, real interesting technology that they can just shut it down whenever and wherever they want. But I guess it's the same as kicking me off of Facebook or YouTube. They just say, no, you can't do it. And um, they find out what my web address is and where I'm. Um, I'm broadcasting from, and they just block that that signal. Yeah, they give right? you they give you a a country code, and they just block that whole code. They just block that whole code, and that's it. And, well, Canada has a cultural policy minister, Pablo Rodriguez. Hey, good for Canada. They're getting some Hispanic blood up there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so he says the large tech companies need to negotiate fair deals with news outlets. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but it's not Facebook posting the stuff. No. Is it? it's, it, it's other people posting it. It's other people posting. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it all works. Uh, if Bill sees something on Channel 7 and he wants to put it on, on Facebook and the TV station allows that to be copied, yeah, then I, mean, I don't see where they have much of a claim, to tell you the truth. And we'll have to see how it'll play out. Apparently, uh, Facebook won against the Australians, and the Australians backed down. Um, after five days, Facebook uh, had had blocked, and after five days, they backed down and said they would ease regulations that effectively required payment in exchange for social media company restoring content. <laughs> they just collapsed <laughs> completely, didn't they? <laughs> they just gave in completely. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. As Facebook, you, I, right. I mean, that probably a million women were calling saying, hey, where's my Facebook page? You know? <laughs> and it, I, really, it's I think the women are, are about 90 percent of the Facebook users, really and truly. I mean, it is like, you know, the girlfriend network on steroids. Yeah, all the kids are gone. I mean, remember, it used to be just kids pretty much. Oh, no, they don't want to. You know, they don't want to be associated with the old people. No, they're gone. Anybody over, what, 30? That's right. <laughs> Anybody so, over 30 can't trust them. No, no, you cannot. And I don't trust anybody uh, over or under 60 anymore. Um, you never know. They're probably going to come out and, and try and steal my Social Security from me. Well, I made it by three years, then. I'm glad. And you're in good shape. I still trust you, Kevin. You can continue to be my, my number one man. And you can continue to be my number one doctor. How's that? Hey. By the way, okay. you haven't mentioned the office at all, have you? We got about five no, minutes left here. Let's we got talk five about minutes. It. Well, I got to tell you now. You know, I had this whole thing in Iran. Guess what happened in Berlin this week? What happened in Berlin? Iranian expatriates from all over the world flew to Berlin, and there was a sixty or seventy thousand people marching in Berlin on Saturday in show of support for the protesters in Iran. And Ayatollah Khomeini, 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 whatever his name is, he said that he's not going to have his uh, his theocracy destroyed by these terrible revolutionary people. And and I guess there's uh, some ethnic subgroups that are being picked on more so than others. But uh, 
this is the largest challenge the Iranians have had to their regime since they came in power in 1979, thanks to Jimmy Carter, who made sure that I would never vote Democratic again. <laughs> I'll, I'll vote for a dead pedophilic Republican before I'll ever vote Democratic again, Ken. I'll tell you. Wow, Jimmy, did, Jimmy really affected you, huh? What he did to our foreign policy is, is still reverberating that. You know, when he when he walked away from the Shah, I said there in 79, I said, oh, my God, we're going to be at war in the Middle East in a decade. Guess what? We yeah. were. Yeah. And, I, and I said, we're going to be embroiled in, in and mired in the Middle East and Central Asia in these wars for 100 years. This is our 100-year war. And, yeah, the Democrats pull back or Trump puts in or Trump pulls back and Biden puts in more troops. But you know what? It's the same thing, and we're not out of there, and we're going to have to stay in there. You know, we had we had uh, uh, bases on both the east and west borders of Iran to try and contain these people, and now we got nothing. Yep, yep, I know. All right, so at any rate, that's the big protest there, uh, and we we are with the Iranian people, and we hope that they get some freedom. And uh, we hope that the Israelis blow up their nuclear. Uh, <laughs> Are there, did their leaders forget that they were put in power by a revolution? Um, yeah, if but if they was, think it can't happen again, they're wrong. Yeah, but it was a very small portion of the population that actually supported the revolution. Uh, you know, just some of the hysteria that came along with it. But basically, it was a, a lot of uh, undereducated people who were Islamic fundamentalists. But... Uh, they're Shiites, which is different from the Sunnis. We'll talk about that another time. At any rate, at the office now, of course, we still got the COVID stuff going on, and uh, and and I'm happy to say that 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 we're proud that we're doing all of that. But I, I think that we're going to have to start refocusing. And by the way, I did go up to see the new guys, uh, see their um, organization. You know the. The, the guys that bought the building are comprehensive spine and orthopedics, and they've got a really nice office up in Clearwater, Florida, and they have a surgery center right next to it, which was pretty impressive, Ken. They have OR suites in there. They actually wow. do total hips, and then you go home the same day. Sounds like you're hooked total, up with a good company there. They, they do total knees, and, and you know, it used to be you were in the hospital for at least three or four days with a total hip or knee. Now, nope, they fix you up, send you home with home health care. Pretty cool. Have to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm going for my knees. I need some new knees. Need <laughs> and, of course, it's it's less expensive for the patient and the insurance companies. At any rate, we are here for you guys because we are Dr. Bill, and we are Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care, and we've got flu shots and pneumonia shots, tetanus, different vaccines, we do the rapid COVID testing, Ken. We got the antigen test. We've got the PCR. Not that anybody's using that much anymore, but every once in a blue moon, the Canadians need it every now and then. Um, but a lot of the of the demand is gone for that. We may have to throw that out. We'll probably change that. At any rate, we've got the vaccine too, and we do cardiology and internal medicine and minor surgery. We do a little bit of everything echoes and carotids and we are at 727-384-6411 727-384-6411 and i'm glad to say that i'm hooked up with these guys i think it's going to be good for my business ken well that's good 
What's good for Doc is good for America. You got it. <laughs> we lead the world, my friend. You and me, we're on it right away. So I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I'll be with you next week with Ken. And you guys have a great week. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks, Doc. We'll get to you next week. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>